On today's show, it's an edition of State of the Cats with David Dork. We're going to discuss the Florida Panthers through eight games, have our special goalie segment, and preview tonight's game between the Florida Panthers and the Detroit Red Wings. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, November 2nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a 500 that's 500 that's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com/lockedon to get started. And not only can you go subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. But if you send in your screenshot of your YouTube subscription to the Lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube channel via DM on in- Instagram or on X, you have a chance to win this Florida Panthers hat with the Florida Panthers logo on the side, Amrit Bank as, as well, the official bank of the Florida Panthers. So make sure to send in your subscription there. And let's not waste any time here on uh, on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we have a special guest. Uh, it is my fellow colleague and mentor from the Hockey News, David Dork. David, welcome back to the show, my friend. It's good to be back, Armando. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, in a podcast setting. We're so used to talking to, to each other via text and in person at games and all that. But let's go right into the hockey and all. So the Florida Panthers, 4-3-1 and one through eight games, the same exact record as as through eight games last season, which you want to know. I don't know if you've calculated point pace yet for this Florida Panthers team, but do you know what their point pace is at right now? I do not. 92, <laughs> which is a, a strange number when it comes to the history of the Florida Panthers as far as 1996 and uh, last season. But we are hoping that we don't, the Panthers don't have to scratch and claw this time uh, to make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. But let's, uh, as far as, as far as the eight games so far for the Panthers, how would you summarize what you've seen so far? Uh, it's tough because you've seen a lot of different things from the Panthers through eight games. Uh, I'd like to see them as they go on this road trip, particularly, uh, you know, get a couple, couple more wins on the road right now. You know, they've just had the one win in New Jersey. Um but it's it's tough to really you know put your put your thumb on this team and say they're this kind of team or they're that kind of team just because we've seen so much kind of fluctuations from the Panthers. Uh, you'd like to I'd like to see them get back to doing what they did so well in the playoffs, which is getting pucks deep, getting to work on the boards. We've seen pieces of that. Uh, I don't know if it's something that they're putting full throttle yet this year, just because we've seen the lineup kind of fluctuate. We haven't seen what they'd like to consider a full strength forward group. And I, we saw it for what nine minutes, or you know, a period and a half the other night before Sam Bennett was uh, unfortunately hurt again in Boston. Uh, we're hopeful that it's not going to be anything long term. That was the impression that we got from Paul Maurice yesterday in Detroit. So you know, we'll see. 
but you know, early in the season, four, three, and one, you know, as you said, not not the best projection, you know, when you played out over 82 games, but I don't think what we've seen for eight games from the Panthers is necessarily what we're going to see stretched out over the next 82 games of the season. So I wouldn't really put too much, you know, that's why I'm not like saying, well, based off the eight games is what we're going to, it's the season is going to look very different as we go on, just like we saw last year, you know, there was basically three different pods of that season last year. So based on that, based on what we've seen so far, I wouldn't really put too much faith, not faith, but too much stock into the Panthers team I've seen thus far. It's going to be a long ride. And again, this team should get better as they go on just based on health standards alone, but also, you know, getting better acclimated, all the new players learning Paul Maurice's systems, muscle memory, learning your teammates, all those things that you hear over and over again. So there's no reason to think this team shouldn't continue to improve as the year goes on. Yeah. And, and once again, like, like we've spoken about all throughout the off season is a lot of players are getting used and get our near two of a, of, of Paul Maurice's system. And which is, which is great to see when, when you think about better, better habits, especially the power plays at a better percentage through eight games than, than, than la- last season, the penalty kill, not so much. They're currently last, but of course, Numbers are skewed as far as the beginning of the season. A few injury updates for the Florida Panthers uh, before we continue. All Reckman Larson, uh, Palmer said should be good to go uh, tonight. Uh, Sam Bennett uh, looks like he's gonna. It's gonna be weeks. Uh, so so, but not. But the injury he said is doesn't seem as bad as the first one that he had in the preseason. And he said that Evan Rodriguez has something minor going on. Uh, but nothing to of concern. But Rasmus Asplund has been recalled from the Charlotte Checkers to the Florida Panthers uh, prior to tonight's game. Whether he's in the lineup or not, we still remains to be seen as we are recording this at 11.11 a.m. here on a Thursday. Make a wish, David. Um, so uh, so uh, the Florida Panthers, I mean, one thing that I've also seen well is how well they're protecting the middle of the ice, too, as far as that. And some of the some of the habits that we've seen through through the first eight games is the, the the lack of odd man rushes as well. I've been highly impressed of, of that as well, especially uh, especially uh, five on five. I mean, Sergey Bobrovsky, his, his uh, save percentage is over 920 at five on five, which we'll get into the goalie segment more in uh, segment number two. And of course, we got to, and the fact that the Panthers are protecting the middle of the ice with, we, we discuss all about who's missing, Brandon Montour, Aaron Ekblad, uh, still up in the air about Oliver Ekman Larson, but of course should be good to go, uh, according to Paul Maurice. But we never know if anything changes as that. As, as far as the defensive structure as well, how, how have you seen that for the Panthers? Yeah, I, I think that's the kind of thing that's a byproduct of the team learning. It's not just the defenseman thing when you talk about team defense. It's you know everybody collaborating. And I think that, as you mentioned, it's just kind of getting better with Paul Maurice and what he wants his players to do. Uh, it's not just setting up in the defensive zone and playing defense. When you're talking about defending odd man rushes, that comes back to the way that you are when you're holding the puck. You go into their zone, suddenly you lose it, suddenly there's a flub, and then they're going the other way. The Panthers, the way that they possess the puck, the way that they get it into the zone and get to work, or if they get a clean zone entry, they're not giving it up and they're not giving their opposition the opportunity to get into an odd man rush situation. So that's one element where they've been good really since late last season through the playoffs and it's continued this year. Something that's maybe... Uh, like a little tangent of that, that the Panthers, I think, need to clean up is on those rush defense plays. They have to tighten up coming from the backside, meaning we've seen a lot of opportunities for the opposition where guys have been coming late on opportun- on chances into the, into the Panther zone and gotten looks, you know, like a, whether it's a late forward or a defenseman pinching in, 
uh, with the rush. We've seen a lot of guys hitting chances that, and that's a tough thing to defend because those can come from any angle in the neutral zone with speed into your end. So that's a tough thing for the Panthers or any team that would have to clean up. But when you're talking about team defense, that's one of the first things that I've thought of just in what I've seen this year. But overall, it's been a good effort from the Panthers. Uh, and it's something that you would expect to continue. As you said, you've got guys that are coming back into the lineup, getting healthier. And, you know, the new guys that you mentioned getting acclimated to the team as well. But overall, the Panthers team defense to this point has been pretty solid. And it's something I'd expect to continue because that's what they were working on becoming experts at last year. That's why we saw them go from a high flying end to end high scoring type of team to a low scoring tight checking. We're going to beat the crap out of you and beat you two to one type of team. And that's, you know, we're seeing a bit of that come into the season. You're not going to see it as hardcore as you would during the playoffs because that's when the screws get tightened a bit and guys maybe get a little bit more on their, on the balls of their feet. But overall, I think uh, this is going to be more of a defensive squad than maybe Panthers fans got used to seeing when they became good over the last few years because they were such a high-scoring, fun team. Not to say they're not going to be fun now because winning is fun. They're just going to do it in a different way. Yeah, and and also also considering that the 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 that the team is plus three in in goal differential on five on five, Corsi four and shot shots four percentage are over uh fifty percent as well for the Panthers. They're twelfth in uh shots against, twelfth best. So that 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 just goes to show how how much they have the puck on on their sticks is as well. So that that is definitely a byproduct of how well they are protecting uh protecting their, their goaltenders as well and good news is not only have they not allowed a power play goal in the last two but they've only gone to the box twice in the last two games so encouraging signs to see for the florida panthers as well uh as let as far as newcomers for the panthers if you had to name one who is the newcomer that has impressed you the most for the for this team uh I mean, you're talking about different levels of impressing me. Uh, I mean, Evan Rodriguez, we expected him to fit in. I expected him to fit in well just based on his skill set, and he's done that. Um, But really what's kind of surprised me the most, and, you know, I'll take the blame for just being ignorant to what he was before he came to Florida, but Uvis Belinskis has just kind of jumped off the page at all of us. This is a guy who nobody had probably heard of five, six months ago before Florida signed him out of the Czech Extra Liga. And, wow, I mean, he's come in. He's adjusted quickly. He's looked very comfortable. The game hasn't looked too big for him. Uh, you know, just looks like a solid NHL defenseman. He could be getting better. He's still at an age. I think he's 27 years old. So he's still at an age where we could still be seeing better hockey ahead of him. Uh, he's probably getting the best coaching, best video coverage, you know, in terms of assets, in terms of the way that these players can have all these different, I'm, I'm missing the word, but all the different little things that they can use to help them get better that the NHL has probably more than anything just in terms of their abilities to provide these players with the tools that they need to get better. So you would think that Balinskis is, you know, we, we may just be scratching the surface. It's hard to say because he is a little bit, you know, 27 years old. If that is the correct age, which I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but yeah, he's really kind of impressed me a lot. I, I mean, and look, you've liked what you've seen from OEL just because he had two rough years in Vancouver. So it's nice to see him just playing like a solid, good NHL player with very high-end offensive capabilities. Nico Mikola has been very good, both defensively and with, you know, what he's added offensively from his position, which, uh, yeah, just overall, and it just kind of ties back into it, and I keep going back into it in my head. This front office just makes great moves over and over. They make good move after good move after good move, and it's not just that, but you look at the Rodriguez contract or the Mikola contract. Long-term deals, team-friendly. The Panthers have finally gotten it together, Armando, and I think that all else fails, 
you got to thank Bill Zito and you got to thank the people who hired Bill Zito because I think that's where it's all come from. It's all trickled from that. Yeah, and and Yves uh, Filinskis right now averaging 14 minutes a game, uh, as well being being on that third pair guy who can who is who closes in gap closes gaps pretty well can jump in on the rush from time to time, and all so definitely definitely a player that has uh, and a lot of us uh, ignorant to possibly what he could do. And of course, credit to the scouting department for finding him in the uh, World Championships uh, this uh, this past. Uh, um, earlier this year and all but we are going to transition over to segment number two we're going to have our special goalie uh segment with the goalie himself david dork we are going to discuss this and more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast today's episode is brought to you by sleeper and a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Alexander Barkov could score 50 goals. Your team in the Florida Panthers can hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the Daily Fantasy app on the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy Contest. You could... You, all you have to do is pick wet, whether studs like Alexander Barkov, Matthew Kachuk, or even players not on the Florida Panthers like Connor McDavid, um, Sidney Crosby, and Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their sleeper projection. Things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus for any given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You win. 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. So use promo code LOCKEDONHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONHL. Sleeper's terms and use for details and locational availability. Segment number two here on this Thursday, November 2nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday with myself and David Dork from the Hockey News. And David, uh, with our goal, our goalie segment, of, of course, uh, and what... I can't... I have. I don't have much complaints about the goaltending to, to this point. Uh Let's start with uh, Anthony Stolarz, who had his uh, fir- first uh, start against the San Jose Sharks. The only goal he gives up was uh, on, on the power play uh, on la- last Tuesday. But Sergey Bobrovsky, what he what he's done is you look at the average numbers: two eighty seven, nine hundred four save percentage, and this is with the penalty kill being la- being last in the NHL through through eight games uh, right now. But what what we've seen out of five on five play. Even better, 924 save percentage for Sergei Bobrovsky and a 2.02 uh, goals against average. And what and when you think of the short turnaround from Stanley Cup final offseason, the amount of training that he does, the Paul Maurice talking about first guy in, last guy out, who's just laser focused on just trying to be the best that he could be as well. Uh when it comes to when it comes to just the the department in, in general, uh how how have how have you seen Sergei Bobrovsky's uh game through through 
his seven starts. And of course, Anthony Stolarz as well through his one. Well, I, I think you may have kind of hit it on the head there when you were introing your question. I think with Bob, this is a guy who loves to work. He's a gym rat. He's a rink rat. He wants to be on the ice. He wants to play every game. You mentioned the short off season, maybe having an effect on him. Perhaps it had a positive effect on him. Maybe staying off the ice less, maybe work, you know, less time away, transitioning to the off season program, getting right back into it. Perhaps that's why he's having his best start to a season that we've seen in South Florida since he signed here. One of the best of his career. He's a guy who's notoriously gotten off the slow starts. Combine that with the fact that he's a guy who wants to work. He wants to play all 82 games if he can. So maybe the short off season, the shortest of his career, maybe that helped him. Could be because he is playing. It's his best November, and we're in November now. His best October since he's been with the Panthers. And it's not so much with the stats with Bob. And I think with statistically, you want to like, you know, kind of Paul Maurice said I, he wants to judge a season, the start to a season in 20 games, not on five. So with Bob, you want to look at the stats a little bit more zoomed out. With Bobrovsky, when I'm watching him, when I'm analyzing him, I'm just watching the way he goes save to save, watching the goals that go in on him. And he's given up much – I'm trying to phrase it nicely, but without the cheap goals, they aren't there right now. Mm -hmm. the, the ones where you're just frustrated, oh, my God, I can't believe – that's not happening. And, and, you know, it'll here and there maybe a little bit, but in, to, in the consistency that we've seen with Bobrovsky through his first four-plus years with the Panthers – we're not seeing it this year. We didn't see it as much late last year. And that was a big byproduct of him getting hot and helping the Panthers go on that ridiculous run. If he's going to stay in that kind of a realm, which we know he can reach, we know that when he's on, he's on. He's one of the best in the league when he's on. Right now, he's as close to on consistently as we've seen, aside from the playoff run. And the fact that we're seeing it in October and hopefully into November, uh, I, that's a huge, huge boost for the Panthers. Because you have to think, Again, this is we're off the beaten track right now, so maybe not. But you have to think that he'll just continue to get better as he has throughout his career. So in those terms, I, I'm excited to see what we're going to get from Bobrovsky as the year goes on. Uh, and with Stolarz, I, we, we've seen him play throughout the training camp, throughout the preseason. I've seen a lot of Anthony Stolarz. And the question was, is it going to translate to a game? Because that, that's the one thing with the goaltender, particularly a backup goaltender, is they've got to be able to bring their best for such a – sporadic opportunity whenever they're going to get a start so to see Stolarz come out the only goal he gave up in that game was a goal that he didn't see because if you remember it was the power play goal the guy behind the net carried the puck behind the net and then just as he got to the middle just as Stolarz was making his move from one side to the net to the other he passed it back so Stolarz is going to his left the puck's back to his right and by the time Stolarz had his head whipped around the puck was going in you don't fault the goaltender for something like that and that's the only goal he gave up so I'm really excited about what I've seen from Anthony Stolarz as a very solid, massive. And let me do my Anthony Stolarz impression. Are you, are you guys watching from home in the video? This is Anthony Stolarz. You don't see anything. You just see you just see Anthony Stolarz. You don't see any net behind him because he's that big. He's like 6'6", 250. He's a tank. Uh, so the Panthers goaltending situation may be better than they've had in a long time. And that's not a knock on Spencer Knight, who has been, you know, he was 19 when he got drafted. He's still just 21, 22 years old. Uh, they still view him very much as a future goaltender for this team. But right now, today, NHL, Panthers are in great shape with Bob playing, you know, the best early season hockey he's ever played and an excellent and a nice guy also in Anthony Stolarz, an excellent, excellent backup goaltender.
Yeah, and and we are going to see more starts from Anthony Stolarz this month as the Panthers are going to have their first share of back-to-backs in just a few weeks. There's going there's a back-to-back on their West Coast trip in LA and 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 in Anaheim and then later in the month where the Florida Panthers will go on an Eastern Canadian trip. So it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be necessary for Anthony Stolarz to, to get some starts going as well for the Panthers. And who knows, we could maybe see, we could maybe see him uh, start a a game sometime in the next week uh, because I mean, Bobrovsky, how how beneficial was how beneficial was that one week rest with the Panthers uh, getting three days off in between the San Jose game and, and their most, uh, recent game against the Seattle Kraken as well. So getting the rest whenever necessary, because we saw how fresh Bobrovsky was after the non-COVID illness last season as well. So it's it's about picking and choosing your spots when to give him the rest as well, because because whenever, because there are going to be times this season where you're going to, Paul Maurice is going to go up to Bobrovsky and we still, and the whole thing with Spencer Knight, like you, like you said in one of your articles, it's still status quo right now for for Spencer Spencer Knight as well as far as what the goalie department is going to be. So, getting that getting the rest necessary for Bob is is, is going to be really crucial for for this uh, department. Yeah, it, it's a good place for the Panthers to be. I think with Sergey Borowski and the way that they handle the goaltending, I think Paul Maurice has made it very clear that he leans on Robbie Tallis, the Panthers' goaltending coach, to kind of guide him through where Bob is and the good times to do with this, with that, with Bob and everything. Um, But yeah, the Panthers, we've talked about it before. They've got a great support system set up for their goaltending department. They've got some of the best goaltending minds that are there to help nurture these guys. So they're, they're in pretty good shape. And right now they've got some excellent athletes playing goal for them. So, you know, Panthers fans should feel good about how the Panthers goaltending situation is looking right now. And, you know, perhaps even long-term we'll see not, not going one way direction with, with anything with Spencer Knight, but the way things are going right now today, he's in a great place. He's playing well. He's in a great place mentally, I'd say. He's playing well. He's in a great place in Charlotte, too. He loves it there, and it's a good city to be in with a great coaching staff. They've, you know, aside from Jordy Kinnear, they got Leo Luongo down there, who's so good with the goaltenders. So, yeah, the Panthers' goaltending situation right now is in a really good spot. No doubt. And, uh, hope. And we will see Spencer Knight uh, sometime. Uh, we we just don't know when. So it's like like David said, not a knock on Spencer Knight and how he's uh, developing as far as getting more of a load and what it's like to slowly be closer to a fifty slash sixty game start in, in one in one block of of a season. So we're going to transition over to segment number three, we, where we are going to preview the Florida Panthers matchup against the Detroit Red Wings as they will take the ice uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, uh, from Little Caesars Arena. We're going to discuss this and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. And when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all on Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match Assessment and Virtual Interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor 
a job. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job description, where you can invite them to play right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you can make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost for application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. And with Alexander Barkov, with, with him having historically over a point per game against the Detroit Red Wings in his career, which he will also be breaking the game's play record, maybe you could place a bet on Alexander Barkov on a goal or an assist tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. And even for the Miami Dolphins game on Sunday in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs, you can bet on possibly Tua Tagovailoa passing maybe for over 250 yards. Tyreek Hill, who's on the on track to break the receiving yard record in the NFL, you can put that all on FanDuel. Those betting options include spreads, player props, over/unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment number three here on this. Thursday, November 2nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday here with David Dwork from the Hockey News. And Florida Panthers go into Detroit where where the Panthers are currently on a nine-game winning streak against the Detroit Red Wings dating back to March 30th, 2021. Uh, 11-2-0 at, on the road at Little Caesars Arena. And... When it comes to the Detroit Red Wings, I mean, what what a start that they are on, uh, David. Of course, with uh, with Derek Lalonde, uh, an assistant coach under John Cooper, Steve Eiserman, um working with the Tampa Bay Lightning. That culture has shifted to the to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the Florida Panthers are hoping to avoid hearing uh, "Without Me" by Eminem, as that is the Detroit Red Wings goal song uh, currently. Uh, but not a bad one. You, I, you know, hometown, hometown song, you know, it's relevant. So that, that's not a bad, that's not a bad choice. But when you think about the Detroit Red Wings, they're about what they've done as far as their games, blown out teams like Columbus, Ottawa in Debrinkin's return, Calgary. And then you have, and this is a team that can get into the dirty areas, can score in uh, transition as well. Uh, James Reimer will be starting against the Florida Panthers for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, We've seen a few times uh, James Ryan performing actually quite well against the against the Panthers since he's left. Power play percentage for the Detroit Red Wings thirty two point four, and PK has actually been a lot better. The they have a uh, power play unit that has two defensemen and three forwards there, which Shane Gossip-Sfair can move the puck. Great Sider is a is a is a has a definitely been in, was in the Calder conversation a few uh, years ago. But man, Alex DeBrinket, how how great of a fit has that been for the Detroit Red Wings? Which him and uh, Sam Reinhart are in the Rocket Richard race. And by the way, David, 
Do you know who else is uh, at the tops of the Rocket Richard race outside of uh, Alex Debrinka and uh, Sam Reinhardt? Uh, no, I thought you were going to go with Sam Reinhardt. So, oh, yeah, actually, I do. But I'm going to go ahead and let you say it. But I do know who you're talking Frank Vetrano uh, for, for the Anaheim Ducks has a couple of hat tricks on, on the season as, as well uh, for for the for the Anaheim Ducks. But uh, but also the Detroit Red Wings, their five on five scoring is great. They're plus seven in that category as well. Dabrinka is shooting 28.1 percent. Don't expect that to be a theme all, all year and, and all. And they are getting scoring for multiple lines and deep pairs. They're getting even middle six scoring as well. So. What have been your impressions on the Detroit Red Wings uh, throughout this young season as they're trying to break their seven-year playoff drought? Yeah, I, I mean, they're off to a hot start, right? And uh, it's it's great to see. I, I liked rooting for the Red Wings when I was a kid. I was a big Steve Eiserman fan, so it's cool to see them, you know, kind of coming back around to what we, we grew up with, which was them being a playoff team every single year. Um one thing that's like jumped out, I mean, obviously, you know, you see the top line of Larkin and Debrinkat and Raymond and what they've done, particularly uh, whether it's Debrinkat with his goal scoring or Larkin with his 15 points, which I'm pretty sure is up there towards the league leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been fun to watch. But you mentioned their back line, the scoring that they're getting from guys like Maurice Sider, who uh, I'm pretty sure is like nine or 10 assists already this year. Shane Gostaspear, I yeah, Shane Gostaspear, I think he's he's got nine or 10 points on the year as well. Uh, so Detroit's just getting it from all ends. And then when you, when you go back to their goaltending, which James Reimer, uh, who's, you know, three games in, he had, he had the shutout, uh, gave up three goals, I believe in his last start against Winnipeg, but you know, we know what James Reimer can be. He can go out there and steal you a win at every time. Uh, Ville Husso, who, you know, is another one who I liked when he was in St. Louis, St. Louis, uh, Detroit has done a good job of building themselves up a team that should be a playoff competitive team. I don't think that their hot start is going to be indicative to what we see over the course of an 82 game season. Maybe it will be, and that'd be great for them. I just don't know if they have the depth to support it. Cause right now they're kind of riding se- several hot players, but when, you know, when you look at their stats and if I can pull it up real quick, uh, a bit of a drop off, you know, you've got guys like JT Comfer, uh, Andrew Kopp, who's in Detroit. We certainly know what he can do. David Perron, you know, a, a nice lineup, but I wouldn't call it, you know, one of the deepest in the East, I'd like to see Detroit continue on this path. They're on certainly, you know, if they can ride some young hot players, then who knows what they're capable of. Uh, but yeah, Detroit perhaps is going to be that team, that Atlantic division team, that fringe third place, maybe. And it's tough to say, because again, it's so early, but you, you like Toronto and Boston as your top teams. You think Ford is going to be in that mix as well. And then you wonder, is it Ottawa? Is it Detroit? Is it Buffalo? There's a lot of options there. So it's going to be fun to watch how that all shakes out. Hopefully the, for the Panthers' sake, they can get a little separation from that group. Um, but yeah, Detroit, it's been a fun team to watch. And I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Yeah, six three and one through nine games for the Detroit Red Wings as well. And Vili Husso hasn't even been the best goaltender of, of, of the two. But there's plenty of time for, for, the, for the Detroit Red Wings to get that together. Vili Husso was actually off to a hot start uh, last year. But the thing is, for Detroit, a lot of their games are high scoring too. So we can maybe we can expect the same thing uh, tonight when the Florida Panthers and the Detroit Red Wings do take the take the ice as we are uh, as we are approaching the Florida Panthers taking the ice for morning skate uh, from Little Caesars Arena. And uh, as far as as far as the before we uh, finish off here, Alexander Barkov is going to get his uh, games played record at 672 as far as as far as we know unless something last minute happens, which endless plug I have, uh, we do have an article out on 
Alexander Barkov on his record breaking uh, on records uh, games played and all. And like I mentioned in the by ad you, read, written by, by you. Yep, yep. Uh, shameless plug here. But what as as far as what Alexander Barkov uh, has has meant to the franchise, I want to give you the floor and uh, and give give you an opportunity on what he's met from your perspective from lifelong fan to now covering them to to now could they have gotten you know a better guy to be the face of their franchise just because of what he does on the ice what he does off the ice he he's really your quintessential franchise player just be he's going to put forth everything he has on the ice whether it's offensively whether it's defensively he's you know i think you touched on it in your story a great quote from paul maurice was that paul is that alex barkov is the guy who when you're a parent and you're taking your kids to see a hockey team. He's a guy who you're happy to buy a Barkov jersey for your kid and say, wear his name on your back. Follow his example. Do what he does off the ice. Do what he does on the ice. Barkov, he's a pillar of our community. You mentioned in your story as well the work he does with Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital that he's been doing now for, I think this is the fifth season, where he donates $1,600 for every goal and $800 for every assist. He's over $300,000 that he's donated to that hospital just on his own. Uh, just... Just a great guy. I love dealing with him in the locker room. He's fun. He's funny. You wouldn't think of it because he's kind of a, a quiet guy in interviews, but he, he's just a good, genuine person. Uh, I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for the franchise. Uh, and I hope that, you know, again, still in his 20s, he's 28 years old, still lots of hockey, lots of good hockey left ahead of him. So just very happy. Congratulations to Sasha for hitting this milestone. And if you haven't already, check out Armando's story on the hockeynews.com. It's a great, great story on Sasha Barkov. And you know, hopefully we'll see, you know, another 700 games from Sasha by the time it's all over. Yeah. The contract ending in 2030, he's going to, it's going to be, be hard here for a while. Like, like I, like I said in the, in the article, it's going to be hard for any future captain to break that those men, the many years of him, him hopefully being the captain. But before we sign off, Evan Rodriguez is on the ice for morning skate uh, after missing yesterday's practice with a minor issue. So good news for the Panthers as Evan, Evan Rodriguez uh, is looking to play tonight for the Florida Panthers. Uh, we will know more of lineups uh, later on in the day. Make sure to follow myself at Monoman12 on X, at David Dork on, on X as well to get more of the updates for the Florida Panthers uh, as far as their game tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. So, uh, David, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you, my friend. Uh, you can find me at the Hockey News, thehockeynews.com slash Florida, all of our great Panthers coverage and all of our great coverage. We have team sites for all 32 NHL teams. We've got betting. We've got EA Sports. We've got AHL, QMJ. There's so many different sites that the Hockey News has out now. So if there's any hockey niche that you love, odds are they're specializing in it. You might want to check out uh, thehockeynews.com slash teams. Otherwise, you can find me uh, on X, not Twitter anymore, on X at David's work, as uh, it says right there. Uh, below me on on the graphic there uh, you can find uh, me on instagram uh what's it called threads um everything goes on threads and and yeah just you know if you ever got a panther game catch me there say hi armando's there uh, and i see armando's cat guest appearance which always makes me excited when we get a guest appearance from the cat uh so yeah thanks for having me once again armando it's always nice chatting hockey with you thank, thank you so much uh david and we we will be in contact for sure as always and if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time 
the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL Network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day, make sure you come back for tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, as it will be a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show, where Nick Fairbanks will be joining the show to recap the Florida Panthers game against the Detroit Red Wings. So I'm Armando Velez with David Dwork. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.